Welcome back, everyone, to the Jake and Ruby show. Um, this is our first uh, episode that's not behind a paywall where we're including um, all of our new tech gear. We have uh, new microphones, if you cannot tell. Um, we're very excited about this. Um, hey, Ruby. Hey, uh, this is Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? Honestly, it's been a weird past few days because I withdrew from my medication. Um, what medication? I'm on Celexa for all the Celexa heads out there. And I had to quarantine fr- like as advised from the state of New York State. Because <laughs> when you when you withdraw from medication, <laughs> you are really annoying. Yeah, right, exactly. And they were like, you have to stay inside, girl, please. No, um, I was required to withdraw. No, I was required to quarantine. And my medication is at a pharmacy really far away from where I live. Um, it's like how I... It's like how I make sure that I visit my mom. Do you know what I mean? Oh, uh, you like, that you have to pick up your subscription. You have to visit. Yes. Her to, yeah. You got it. Killing like two pharmac- ravens with one summer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, Hark the Raven SSRI pharmacy fetch. But I was quarantining and I was taking it very seriously and being a good girl. So I was like, "Fuck! I'm out of my medication." So. I just withdrew until I got a negative test. Um, That's horrifying. Yeah, it was horrifying. For that reason alone, Ruby, you should really, you're a candidate to get a vaccine. I know, please I just, give me I the just vaccine, want girl. The pain, this end for you. I know. I, but fortunately. Um, so are you going to go back on Selexa now? I'm already back on. Oh, I like to do this back. You, I'm back, girl. I'm back. No, um, <laughs> I got back on on Saturday. It's I'm still like a little like wobbly girl, but um, I know that I've as someone who's it. withdrawn from SSRIs yeah. before. I yeah. I uh, I always feel like it. I always describe it as like it feels like ghosts run through you. See, that's definitely I remember you saying that <laughs> so many times, and I was sort of like waiting for the ghosts to run through me, but like it never happens. Oh my god, I, I feel like it feels like ghosts run through you, and it's like it's the weirdest feeling. It's been a long time since I've been on an SSRI because I'm just so fucking happy these days. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, go I am so happy. I am cured from depression and have not had to go back on. Um, um, no, right, but, but I really need these to just sort of like you know I'm an no, actress. No, I, I mean honestly, I should go back on Lexapro. Um, I went. I back, just it made me. Yeah. It made well. Some people get like there's sort of a notion that like you people stop. Um, like it decreases their sexual activity or interest or I don't know when they're on Lexapro, but Lexapro made me extremely promiscuous. Um, Okay, interesting. So and it really worked I, for you. It really worked for me. And once I went off, off Lexapro, I've like never been, I've never been as horny since. Um, so you were hornier on Lexapro is what I you're saying? I was much hornier on Lexapro than I am interesting. off of it. Um, it re- yeah, going off Lexapro really kicked me and really neutered me. <laughs> um, and I'm grateful for it. Um, right, I think right. it makes me a little bit more attentive Cautious, cautious, <laughs> discerning. Um, it makes you more. Yeah. It makes you more mysterious when I'm not mm-hmm. coming on to people so uh, readily. Um, yeah, 
But I suicidal ideation part. (laughs) Right, right, right. Exactly. But I, the symptoms for me were just insane fatigue and, and bulimia. bulimia. (laughs) No. And, um, insane fatigue and muscle aches. And I was like, Hey, Corona knocking, like, is this Corona? And it wasn't, but I thank God, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was sort of like, as John Lennon said, and we'll get into some John Lennon politics, but... We um, certainly are. Yeah, we most certainly are. But as John Lennon said, the year he um, left Yoko Ono to be with her Chinese assistant was his lost weekend, but it was like a year and a half. And I sort of feel like I had a lost weekend a little bit. Yeah. I was just totally insane. Um, and... You fucked your boyfriend's assistant. Yeah, I fucked my boyfriend's assistant and it was a huge drama. And I went to LA and I partied, no. But um yeah, no. So I just sort of I'm sort of coming back to reality. But I have been talking about the sort of strange, like I behave like like my natural disposition, and it's not necessarily maybe it's in my natal chart or maybe I have no idea what it is, but my natural disposition is like chaos reigns supreme in my world so it's like if I'm not like regimented and if I'm not like on the meds doing the lists like being like faithful or whatever the chaos really comes in like a pepper spray and and like I lost my wallet for two days I found it but then I lost my house key like I lost my house keys hence the locksmith that had to be dispatched today yes and I had to dispatch a lot yeah I had to dispatch a locksmith he was so rude I got in an argument with him and it, it just the chaos like quickly becomes my whole life, like, it would just be so much easier if I was a junkie or an alcoholic because I would have, like, oh, that's why, you know, I would have something to, like, point at. But I really don't fuck with any of that. I literally just have a natural, like, chaotic energy around me or something. I have no idea what it is. I talked to our friend... Um, Tessa about it because she's an energy healer and I was like why do why is my natural state a drug addict state even though like there is not a drug to be found um, and she says it's because I'm tapped into the nether world <laughs> and I'm gonna mm. take that you know I'm gonna take that I'm what gonna say like mean? she says that I can I'm just inundated with so many energies and it's hard for me to be in my body so I can like lose things or do stupid things easily and I'm like um, okay like I'm the prettiest girl in the world. (laughs) I do. I do. And it's like, it's far more pretty and sexy to be like, I just have the energies around me. Um, (laughs) Then just like constantly admitting to how much of a chaos demon I am. But now I'm back, you know, I'm cleaning, I'm working, I'm on it, girl. Um, And I feel much better, but I have to tell you... The first signs of being back on your medication is always your cleaning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And... um, That's how I know when it's working. But it is... But also, it is 
I, it's like even like I got in a fight with you when I was off my meds. Like yeah, I get really <laughs> like, that was before I knew you were off your meds, and I was yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> I think as I worded it to you in like our kind of like follow up apology text afterwards, I'm like, let's not call each other about business when we're in bad moods. <laughs> Meaning like, sis, next time you go off your meds, like let's <laughs> not schedule to record a podcast. <laughs> so, um. And I think our last podcast, I was going off my meds, but sort I, you know, like you sometimes when you, I was off my meds, <laughs> but you know, like it was, it's a situation where it's like, sometimes you go three days without taking your meds, you just forget. And I was just like, oh, three days, whatever. But I it was like on the fourth, but that I can't fuck around with that. And on the fourth day, it was truly like, I'm going, I, it was just like, there is I'm at the the Capitol. Do you know what I mean? It was very, it was very rage.com and it was, it's just not worth it. Fortunately, the only benefit of being off your meds during this week is the fact that I had no literal brain power to feel that much about the political situation to, feel that much besides, you know, abject self-loathing. So it was like a little good in that way because I was shielded from the external chaos forces and just created, you know, as below, as above, so below, I just created chaos within my own life. But you know what? Like, chic, c'est la vie, c'est bon, c'est bon. Here we are. And now I feel good. Um... Well, I'm and happy you could come back and join us. Yes. Um, because Jake and Ruby's show wouldn't be the Jake and Ruby show without Ruby. And <laughs> I, can, I don't know how to – I use our new microphones without you. So That's true. That's true. And we, we really did work together. I think us working together on our previous technical difficulties before we started recording is real evidence that I'm back on my meds. You no, know and I mean? we didn't, yeah, no, we did really good and we didn't fight. Um, and, yeah. We usually don't fight, and that's sort yeah, of like... Yeah, no, that's why I, something... That was, was why on. it was like red there's, alarm. There is no shame in taking meds, but there should absolutely be a stigma against people who stop taking their meds. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is a stigma. I think there is yeah. a stigma, for against sure. people who um, stop taking their meds. Yeah, because everybody was uh, yeah. like, why like, did like you do that? It's like a beautiful mind. It's like... Very, it's a beautiful mind. And I was very close to getting to equations on the windows there's some people that going off their meds is the equivalent to going back on the meds if you catch my schizophrenic uh (laughs) like like john nash main character from a beautiful mind exactly yeah um but that's not really the case with me i'm just sort of your run-of-the-mill um actress trying to assuage you know the personality disorders you know what I mean? Like I, the the rage disorders I have as a as an actress in this uh, yeah. ever digitalizing world. I'm but a um, fiery actress, just a fiery actress, girl. I'm just a fiery actress. Um, but Jake, hello, how are you? I had a crazy day today. Um, work dispatched um, a doctor to my home uh, mm. to give me a rapid test because someone at work um, tested positive for. Uh, uh, Madam COVID. And, uh, so I, the, today was like one of the best days of my life because a doctor came to my house, <laughs> something I've always wanted to happen. Right. And I got because, a health call, um, because no, why do you think, go. Um, 
uh, go. No, what? <laughs> who is <laughs> who is the character in Secret Garden? Oh, Colin Craven. Yeah, this is my Colin Craven fantasy. Is that I get to like be in bed all day and be like, oh, and like I, 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 I have a bell for the occasion um, to ring when he came in. Um, no, I didn't. Um, but also there's Colin and then there's Dickon. And yeah. I do think that there's like the world is divided between Dickens and Collins. And you are, you definitely identify as a Dickon because the Dickens. No, I'm definitely a Colin Craven. I don't or a Colin rather. Yeah, right, I don't Because right. Dickon like shows Mary like the beauty of nature and Colin is like, my mommy, you know, is very yeah. like. Is very uh, well. Colin's, con- is Colin's obsessed. With, Colin's obsessed with illness, like, much like myself. Like most gays are. Right, um, right, right, right. What yeah. do you think I am? I'm a Mary, I guess, not a Dickin. I, I don't. I think it's. I. I don't think it's. That's the same. Uh, for women, I don't think it's the same <laughs> question for women. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's like, are you a are you a Mary, a Colin, or a Dickin? Once you're a woman, um, I think <laughs> okay. you could. I think you could ask women if they're a Colin or a Dickin. That's the real dichotomy. Okay, so what am I? You're a Colin. Yeah, after I go on and on about how yeah. I can't move, yeah, obviously. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, you literally couldn't leave quarantine to get your fucking meds. <laughs> <laughs> so you literally yeah. withdrew off of Selexa um, <laughs> because of a quarantine. <laughs> because of a because of a potential exposure. That's crazy. Right, um, that is a little cuckoo. That's a um, little cuckoo. Um, but but it's, yeah. <laughs> but you know, so there's <laughs> okay. <laughs> we honestly, wait. Can we? Honestly, this is so crass.com, but I'm I just need to get um a glass. Uh, I just need to get something with it. <laughs> get your meth pipe. <laughs> I need to get my meth pipe. Sorry, one second. Um I so yeah, I wait, are you off? you're like off. You don't have headphones in. Well, I'm gonna leave a little surprise for Ruby. She's stupid. Don't tell her I said that. And she should never go off her meds again. Hey, Hello. Welcome back. Welcome wow, back. welcome back. Wait okay, just this time without you. <laughs> we crack some jokes. The dragon jokes. Um, um I'm actually drinking some wine. But anyways, the doctor did not come till 8:15. What were they dressed like? Actually, I got a house I got a rapid test um for a party I went to in LA. Wow. That was a house call party. Wow. Among some young Hollywood. By a house call party, you I mean it's a party that sent you health doctors to your home after following. It was like everyone came to the party and then this girl in sweatpants came in and gave everybody rapid tests. Uh, so we had to Venmo her $40 each. Um, it was like a drug deal. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And I was a, like, wow. $40. But she, but she like works for a I know it's real, but it's like forty dollars. Oh my god. I'd have been like, well, I actually didn't pay home. for it. I'm so I didn't, deep. Oh, I know, so your well, friend paid for it, of course. Yeah, my friend paid like, for hey, it. You got me? Can you spot me? And they're like, it's my party. Everybody gets free rapids. And I was like, okay, love California. Wait, were they free or were they $40? They were $40, but I didn't pay for them. Okay. So your friend to you is like, they're free. They weren't, like, announcing it to the party. No, they announced it to the party as, like, I got you. Oh, they, they announced to the party that Ruby doesn't have to pay for hers. 
No, no one paid for them. Okay, so they paid forty dollars. <laughs> God, okay, God, I'm now I'm good. I thought so. The person paid for every everyone's forty dollars. You got it. Death. Now, now we're now Sorry. we're talking. Yeah. I thought this woman came in and she was like, "Here's the rapid test." Everyone like and everyone like came up to her, paid her forty dollars, and they got a test. And no, I was like, it was wow, like they they did the test. More, it sounds more like what is it called when like like those like little like bag shops that you do in your living room. <laughs> Oh, like Tupperware parties. <laughs> it, was way more like a- <laughs> it was very like that, though. But she was not happy. Wait, are you, is Tupperware parties where they're selling the Tupperware? Yes. Yes, exactly. Or it's like the handbag party in the- uh, Famously Sex in the City. <laughs> <laughs> that's what yes. I'm imagining. The handbag. Yes. That's what it sounds more like, but it's rapid tests. And like someone's just making like... A party out of it. Out of their, <laughs> out of their business. No, um, no, no, no. It's a drug deal. You call oh the person God. over. They sit on your couch. Literally, it's a drug deal. It's like, it's, there's no, she, there, it was intense. But so my question is, is what the doctor was wearing? Did you have to go outside? Did they come into your house? What no, was it was vibe? a gay man. He had glittery pink nail polish. Um, He was a big fella. Not like he was like tall and like, he was like, a, he was a big papa bear. And he was very and you, sweet. You were like, "Come here, Papa Bear." And I was like, "Come here!" And it's like, I was like, "Papa Bear, come inside." <laughs> and he was wearing like, like a sweater, sweatpants, like a vest. Mm. He had like glittery pink nail polish. He was blonde. He looked like Adam Lambert. <laughs> he looked like a. Bl- he looked. No, he didn't look anything like Adam Lambert. Um, also, this is a – okay, anyway. My, my dad just found out that a doctor came into my apartment today, and he thinks I'm dying. So um, all good. Someone from our office tested positive. Positive, but I'm okay. I'm okay. Thanks for checking, dad. Okay. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Off of my deck, dad. <laughs> um, but so the doctor had a very normal outfit. He was very, he kind of lied to me. He was like, oh, but I'm not one of the doctors that like puts it up really far in your nose. And I was like, oh, phew, because that sounds really, really scary. And he literally, f- he fucked me with that thing. <laughs> he na- nasally fucked me with that thing. It was horrible. I like tears were coming down my eyes. Well, that's also very Cullen. Like, you deserved it. <laughs> Remember when they put Cullen in an ice bath? Yeah, obviously. Well, do you know that's just how, like, you took baths in the old days? Wait, no, mm-hmm. never mind. It's not. It was that an ice bath. That is so fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually You're just so an ice incorrect. bath. Yeah, it was just an um, ice bath. Because it believed to increase circulation. Yeah, no. It was a really cool ice bath that he did. Um and that scene was really scary. There's me a lot too, of really scary yeah. medical scenes in that movie, which um, that got you me guys have to heart. see. You guys <laughs> have to see The Secret Garden if you haven't already with Maggie Smith. Um, and some kids. And some kids. <laughs> I don't know who – it doesn't. it's not like Little Princess where it's like secretly directed by Alfonso Curran. I'm sure it has like the director's done other – gorgeous uh the director of secret garden actually i believe is um i'm just gonna go check this really quick it was written the script was written by a woman okay shout out Um, to female writers out there and it was directed also by a woman okay here we go called angiska holland okay slay angiska you know it would be i'm oh no this is a different one how many secret gardens are there there's so there's two secret gardens no there's like 26 no one's talking about this um, yeah, well, it's a classic. Wow, this is a really long name, Angie Sunke Holland. 
Yeah, I um, just said it. I know, and but got Holland, whatever. You made it sound re- way easier to say than it actually is. Because um, that's sort of yeah, whatever. Oh, uh, she's best. She's best known for her film Europa. Wow, um, that's really cool. Isn't that a Lars von Trier film? Yeah, I know. I was like, okay, <laughs> stolen valor. <laughs> okay. Oh, she's so cute. Um. Anyways, uh, Secret Garden's really, really good. I wish it was directed by the woman who did Moonsun Wedding. Um, who did Moonsun Wedding? It's Joseph Keegan's favorite director. Um, okay. No, wow. it's not Moonsun. It's Monsoon. It's Monsoon Wedding. Sorry. Moonstruck Wedding. <laughs> um. She also cool. directed Vanity Fair. Um. I didn't see oh, that. Mira, I'm not going to pronounce this name right. Mira Nair, Nair. Well, I saw an amazing movie that should also be seen. Uh, it's a coming-of-age film as well uh, a few weeks ago called Gas Food Lodging. Oh, yeah. With, by um, Alison Anders. Amazing director. Yeah. Is Juliette Lewis in that? No, actually. No, not Juliette. Let me guess. First, I was going to guess that was my second guess. Yeah, I wish you'd let me do it. So I... Uh. They wouldn't, like it, okay. <laughs> they wouldn't let me do it. Okay. Wouldn't let me do it. I'm like you need meds. Okay. <laughs> um, they wouldn't let me do it. They wouldn't let me say it. Ruby wouldn't let me guess properly. Um, but that was gonna be my second guess. No. Yes. And then also Sky, whatever from Ferreira, say, no, Sky no Sky, whatever from also say anything. My God, what's her name? She's Donovan's daughter. The folk um, singer Donovan's daughter. <laughs> wow. Okay. But anyway. it's about it's amazing and everyone should watch it. I highly recommend it's on Amazon. Gas food and lodging. You heard it here first. No, it's Ioni Sky. Apologies. Ioni Sky and Fruza Bulk. Oh, it's unbelievable. Right. It's a uh, New Mexico. It's based in New Mexico in 1992. It's a fucking wow. unreal piss. Um only, only 30 years later, Ruby finally came in with the review. <laughs> the world's been waiting <laughs> Except I forced Also my friend Tessa To watch it and I don't think she was in it But you I was true You moved. have to stop forcing your healing friends to watch movies <laughs> But I think healers should it's, watch movies <laughs> Hot take Hot take I think I, they need to watch movies I think they need to stick to their candles and wicks And leave the And deliver the masses the medicine they need Yes they don't have time to watch movies But sick you are sick, girl. <laughs> Get back to work, girl. Yes. Disp- yeah. Dispatch the healer. Dispatch the healers, in girl. The, in the Bezos future, that the Bezos Tesla future that I um hope for, we, we healers are, healers are dispatched. So speaking of Bezos Tesla, <laughs> thinking of Bezos, I like you had a little... of Bezos Tesla. So I guess also <laughs> among the insurgency, blah blah blah, all of that stuff. Um, what's his name? Elon Musk, the biggest con artist of them all, uh, become tops. Jeff he, really, he really, he really did it on him this week. He did it on him. And insert did it on him. He did it on him. Our and which makes Grimes. Like the new Mackenzie Bezos. I mean, I know she's not married to Elon Musk, but like, he's she's the baby mama. Yeah, but he has like a hundred kids. She's de- well. She's definitely entering the rich wife, the richest wives club, and if not that club, at least like the richest baby mamas clubs. That's true. That's true. I mean, that's undeniable. either way. She has to enter a club. Um, which is did you? 
so like what do you feel about that you had some you had I think a feeling it's, about I think it. it I think I had a feeling about it yeah, no I, I, I didn't I just um I love imagining like it feels like a, a caricature from like who's the director of Southland Tales and Donnie Darko whatever his name is. This can't um, be an entire episode of us Googling director's <laughs> names. It just can't. That's what every episode is. Um, that it's, It feels like like if you made a movie about like an aust- a f- the future of austerity and like there is like a r- the richest woman is Grimes feels very much like something directed by that dude who made Southland Tales and Donnie Darko. Um and I just I I don't know it cracks me up as a vision. Um, I like the idea of Grimes being the richest woman in the world. That I just like I couldn't have written that better myself. I don't right, know if that's, that's even true. I don't even know if that, like, I don't think if I were writing a story about like that wouldn't even cross the richest mind. people yeah. or like austerity politics or whatever. I don't think I would even make that creative choice for that character to be like Grimes. But however, the choice was made by the universe, and I'm here for it. Right, because you, you yeah. see it as like imagination expanding. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, right, right, right. I mean, she is she's very galaxy brained, um, right. and as someone who's incredibly galaxy brained, um, this is a huge win for us. <laughs> um, it's a huge win for idiots out there. Um, but um, it, I really had like no feeling about it because I'm like becoming so anti-billionaire that I don't even have like the fantasy aspect left so it is really um when I I guess what's true I have I have to like not give into my temptations to have a sort of like a romantic like fantasy about like the billionaire class and what I like um I don't I'm not Grimes isn't a very like romantic figure for me and so I it's kind of like more the reality of the billionaire class as Grimes is the richest woman of in the world. And th- that makes me laugh. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm the, laughing. The joke feels a little bit on me. Um, I mean, I'm laughing now. Laugh. But it's so good. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I'm I was watching now. the, Oh my God. The fucking Fran Lebowitz t- yeah. uh, TV series. Where, where Martin Scorsese cannot stop not laughing. Not stop laughing. I mean, the way it's like literally the transition. Like, like I, I don't think you know who David Dobrik is, but he's this YouTuber who makes these like very edited videos of him and his friends. And his laughter is like the segues between everything. And it's like, that's, it felt like it was Martin Scorsese making a David Dobrik YouTube video. Um, But also why does Fran Lebowitz still dye her hair? Because she can lay off. <laughs> it looks awful. Okay. She well. really went. She really went. <laughs> she really went. Chris Jenner on them. Well, um, because of the Fran Lebowitz uh, miniseries or whatever, I um, promptly uh, before all of the kids, and I expect everybody to do what I just did. Is I applied to become a member of the Players Club, which is mm, where the interviews were shot, yeah. and the that Players Club. Cool. I was like. Yeah, and the Players Club is like, like a leg in there. 
Right. Is you got you it's like you have to be an actor to get into it. It's like a famous famous actors club and Oh, and she in, was in, she was in Wolf of Wall Street as a judge. Right. Or well, she was also a judge on Law and Order for years. Oh, need okay. we forget. And she's um, she literally needs money so bad. She's kind of she like does. no one talks about how she's sort of like the Joan Rivers of the New York City literary world. It's like she will take any job. She will well, show nobody, up anywhere. Well, nobody know. I am dating really someone who was who's uh, an assistant to a Fran Lebowitz type, and he is a person that, like, as you age, like these New Yorkers, these old New Yorkers, like, have to have wealthy patrons to keep them alive, and yeah. Fran Lebowitz is definitely of that caste system. Yeah, um, to keep her, you know, Brooks Brothers cowboy boots shined and um. I, I, that's what I find fascinating. to color her hair. And she was. <laughs> and, um, so I, I definitely, I think that's way more interesting. I, I wish they would, they get more into how she survives a little bit. I was, I was sort of like waiting for it a little bit, even though she said that her first check was a hundred thousand dollars and she, her first big check. Right. And she cashed it out of Delhi. Um, Oh, wait, you're mixing it up a little. Sorry, not that I'm like, I love that I'm correcting you about your. uh, No, tell me. Tell me what I got wrong. Her first big check was $100,000, but before that, she was used to getting checks that were like $100, and she would take those across the street to the deli and cash them and have them take off a sandwich. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the point is the show's really boring. Um <laughs> really? I thought it was charming. No, I watched all of it. I really I watched I, all I, of I, it. but I did hate watch all of it because I yeah. Um why didn't you hate watch it? I don't what was like it, her. what was loathsome? I don't know. Uh, oh, that is so there's nothing to hate. There's nothing to hate about her. She's annoying. I, I would shut down. I would like at a dinner with her. I'd shut I would like shut down and be like, shut up. I no, so I, I know that's a contradiction. I couldn't shut down and tell someone to shut up. I would either <laughs> shut down or have to tell her to shut up. Um okay, either, either way, someone's getting shut down. Right, I love that. I love <laughs> yeah. that about you. But anyway, my interview. Also, it's, also I think it's like real also I think it's like really offensive that like you make a whole show about Fran Lebowitz and you don't have Daisy Escobar interview her once. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like everyone got really upset at the China Chalet um book that came out, but what the dolls really should have been getting upset about was that Daisy wasn't asked to do an interview in the Family Blitz show. Um That's true. I mean, I I this is also I didn't even get to that point, and that is why I need to be on medication. <laughs> <laughs> But um, that's interesting that you loathe her. But all I'm saying is we might be doing these podcasts from the Players Club this year. And I would absolutely love to do that. And I just think like all the new You have to like be nice to Fr- Fran if like you do. No, I don't think she's club. a part of the Players Club. I believe that Martin Scorsese is um, because yeah, you can bring guests in. Yes, you can bring guests into the Players Club. But the whole thing is is that like I'm trying to envision a future like post-COVID rubble and it's like keep these weird clubs cool and like have all the young actors and actresses go to the players club for their like coffee. Like it's like we have to, you know know what I mean? Like that's like the future. Especially if this involves you being able to bring me. 
Yes. And it's like, we're going to have coffee at the players club, like post. We're gonna play. Yeah. And we're going to play girl. And, um, and I was also, anyway, I've been researching the players club. We can have a whole episode about the players club. It's on a fucking real, the player club. Um, but everybody apply to the players club. I think it should just be like the scene moving forward, like Halloween adventure or whatever has closed. Like we're just seeing the mass closing of so many New York institutions. Like, Let's try it to envision a future we want to be a part of. And honey, my future has the players club written all over it. But um, so yeah, and also subscribe to our Patreon so we can fund the players club <laughs> meetings yeah, exactly. with our Patreon money. Um, but when are you guys gonna get the more of you that subscribe to the Patreon, the just the better these episodes are gonna get. Like we can leave our day jobs, like. We everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows we can leave our day jobs. Everybody knows that Patreons <laughs> lead to leaving day jobs and uh, we don't have to we don't have to berate people. You know, it's a hard time. And we love every single one of you. I'm Patreon. the it's, I'm oh. the one that's still learning about Patreon. I know. I, I only know. just got the password and um username for our Patreon account. <laughs> so <laughs> finally get to find out how much money Ruby's grifted from us. <laughs> I'm like too afraid to even like sign on and find out. It's like, <laughs> um, but I, but yes, uh, that is the, that's the tea. But also during my sort of decline into a lack of serotonin, I was like, Everybody, you know, I was, like, at my mom's house because I had to get my prescription there. And she was obviously, like, addicted to the news, le news. And I couldn't, I couldn't pay attention. I had, like, feelings about Trump getting banned from every aspect of the um, internet as well as parlor uh, take, getting taken and potentially off of the internet entirely. However, um... But those feelings are, like, very... Again, I just want everybody to know I'm an actress. I don't, like... I'm reactive. My, I've been trained my whole life to react. So I'm not going to say I'm a political commentator at in any way. So... I know I had I had feelings about that that are like still very are still like formulating because like I truly don't know how to feel because I'm getting my serotonin back girls uh but in my rage state I was like I'm gonna watch a band movie I'm gonna be I'm gonna go into the dark side and I'm going to fully troll out um and I'm gonna watch a band movie and I found the YouTube file. It's very easy to find. Didn't, didn't have to have a boyfriend or a, a person that's in on the web to find this file. But, um, that's so brave that, you. no, I was I, like, and I sent Jake the link. link you sent me. <laughs> you said, Ruby right. sent me a link that had full movie or watch full movie. But I was like, let me let me see I... what let me see what we couldn't see in 2017. So um I told Jake and I watched, but I couldn't finish, and neither could Jake watch I Love You Daddy by infamous uh sexual assaulter Louis C.K. Um and we watched it and we do have some notes I guess but it's like 
anyone can watch it. Um, yeah. It's literally on Yotar. Um, yeah, there's it's not nothing actually to fear. You have there's nothing, nothing to fear, games and girls. <laughs> it's literally right. just a YouTube video with a but scary it's like, title. You know, in these times, title. like we have to. We in these times, regardless of what you feel, if you have the courage and the bandwidth, like I don't know, we should be watching movies that are like verboten. Um, and I watched it. It was at first there were aspects of the film where I was like, okay, I'm listening. And then there were obviously um some aspects that I wasn't listening <laughs> and I was sort of tuning out. Like, oh my god, it yeah, was it like was, so it was, boring to me. Um that was like one of the bigger crimes is like it wasn't funny. Um it I you were I when we when we were watching I texted you and I was like this movie feels like it was made during the that? pandemic and Ruby was like it, first of all, so um uh, feels like it was made during the pandemic in the sense that like it lacked a certain amount of production. Um the re- the emphasis on the star like there it had all these big actors in it yet like it felt like they mm. put barely any work into it. Like, like so it has Edie Falco in it, Chloe Grace Moretz, Helen Hunt, um, Charlie oh, Day, who Rose else? Byrne. Martin Scorsese, Fran Leavitt, Spike Lee. Um, no, it's all these big names, and it feels like all of, like, like the whole movie was just Except sold John on Malkovich these stars. Sort of and I mean, John Malkovich is also in it. it. Exactly. That's one of the people. Yeah, no, he was, oh yeah, no, John Malkovich was good, um, but no, it just felt slow, boring, like. Yeah. Yeah. It felt, it felt like, it kind it, of felt like was, let them all talk It was, very pedantic in the way that it was, like, um, discussing, um, like, relationship dynamics in, like, a very literal way in terms of, like, Chloe Grace Moretz was, you know, is this young hot girl that gets sort of like fascinated by this older artist, John Malkovich, who is a known like pedophile, I guess. And it's like Louis C.K. trying to deal with the fact that his like hot 17 year old daughter is named China is like hanging out with this artist that he also admires. Um, But it was shot in 35 millimeter black and white, which like already I'm sort of using. Yeah. It was shot in 35 millimeter. It looked digital. Like, it literally, I mean, again, I'm watching a YouTube no, link. But that it, says it was shot video. in 35 millimeter black and white. It was it felt so gorgeous. But I do also think like, um, hey, for all those filmmakers out there, like regardless of, you know, obviously the scandalization of the film, never shoot in 35 millimeter black and white unless you have the most exquisite noir level mgm level fucking lighting designer yeah it's like, oh my god it's like, what a don't waste fuck of with black, it's, and black like, and white like, is I, not I, meant for home videos it's not meant for a fucking handheld stupid so, shot it's like meant to be lit well and that's how it looks good like please stop and pr- Production wise, that's also so expensive. Like that is such an unnecessary, like an expense that like any producer would like love to write out to like cut from any production budget. Um, what like the film looked so inexpensive, and like why would they? Why, I know. Why, why I know, would they? I know. And also, waste just, of money? Like, it looked it looked digital, which is part right. of why it felt that, like a pandemic that, project. Like it felt very um. What's like the like uh oh God I hate when I'm like 
I hate when I'm looking for a word. Um, but it felt very. Um, oh my god! Never mind. Well, I think that was like whatever you feel about Louis C.K. I it's just and, like, like whatever I mean you feel about Louis C.K. Way. and like I believe that he is like an is a truly an amazing comic. However, like I think obviously the situation and the way that he handled it was you know, terrible or whatever. Um, I do think his one of his follies and, like, one of the ways that he fell was through his hubris of making a bunch of money. And his comedy suffered for it when he became rich. Um, his projects, including Horace and Pete, which I thought was abysmal, um, like, really it was no all affected by the is. fact that he started making a bunch of money and started feeling like he could, like go into the art school fantasy he never had because he famously never went to college. Um, and I think this movie is definitely part of that in terms of like, it definitely, and also similarly to how he reacted to all these women coming out is I definitely think he lost his soul in a way by making a bunch of money. And it's definitely made by a rich person. It's a rich person's perspective. It's a rich person's yeah. concern. Yeah. And it's the first time he's de- he's depicted himself yes. as being explicitly rich. Like, he's always playing like, a version of himself, but it's at, like, yeah. some sort of, like, usually right. like, lower end in his career. This was, like, and this was, like, I mean, I guess it was him, but, I like, I feel like he de- depicted And it's him, definitely like, him, like, meditating on like ideas and concepts in terms of consent and age difference that I think he believes is like very French, um, which I found sort of off-putting. Um, but I also believe that like in the end, the movie is about like the cynicism of love and how someone love is like possibly just about like a power exchange always. Like I think that's the thesis of the film. And that's like a really like old school I didn't finish it either, but that's definitely what I got from it. Um, And it was like, it's definitely like an old school theme, like in terms of the dynamics of love and how people use each other for social gain, for ego gain. It's definitely like a movie about that. And that was a very popular theme um, in the late 30s and early 40s in filmmaking um, as we exited the depression into world war two. And there's like a lot of movies that like very much explicitly talk about this, like cynical dimension of love. My favorite one being the women, which is about, was like made in 1939 and is like about a bunch of rich women and Joan Crawford, um, Rosalind Russell. It's like, it's a tour. It's like a, it's a, a glamorous, Mary no, Pick- Mary, Pickford. Mary Pickford might be in as well. <laughs> She's a little too old She's at that point, old. but um, you know, that's a movie about rich women and their relationships with powerful men and how solidifying that and protecting that relationship is tantamount to their standing within society. And I do think like that is what I love you, Daddy, is about. And it's like, I don't know, it's just boring and it's like really ill-timed. It's Crazy. And the black and white, it's the black and white is like the worst creative, creative cho- choice. Like it really like outs you as like a Woody Allen, and like the worst <laughs> choice to make right before you're gonna be me too. Like we're so lucky. Like Alfonso Curran wasn't like me too right after he released Roma. 
And we're really lucky that David Fincher is going to make it to the Oscars, hopefully, without being me too like, as well. If you're making a black and white, black and white film, like, watch out. There's going to be an allegation. It's a sign no, that you're, you are, like, drifting out into the abyss of your money pile. Like, please watch out. There's, it's like it's it's like truly, using a white lighter. Truly, like if you make a film in truly, black and white, truly, you're gonna so be muted. Just for all you young, it's not just gonna be you're gonna be muted. Like if you made that choice for a film to be black and white, like I, you're yeah. a fucking rapist. <laughs> like you, <laughs> like like I want it to be in black and white. <laughs> like a rapist. Yeah, you want it to be in black and white? Oh my god, obsessed with power. It's like literally the. Yeah, big exactly. Hong Kong red alert no. nuclear code of like you are out of touch girl please but um it was interesting to watch it I'm glad I did just to you know have a little like sick folly inside of my house because we do have to do that we have to stop being obsessed with morality and you know we all we have to we have to view the band stuff every so often come on everybody get it together but um but yeah, that was that's basically that. I'm shocked that I don't really have more to say about that, but I really don't. Because it's like because it's like talking that's about pedophilia. All of that is just so fucking obvious. Like, don't don't make don't make an actress talk about that shit. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. But um, similarly to that, we have a little game that. It's a really fun game really because fun game. we are famously we not right. political theorists nor commentators. So we're going to challenge each other. This is called... Name for the game yet? Okay, this, this segment is one. called Politics 1, 2, 3. <laughs> okay, so this is a game where Jake and I ask each other uh, questions about uh, certain news briefings and hot topics in the news and we can only answer giving three words to answer, um, you know, are just like immediate feelings about said news item. Um, so, shall I go first? I'm gonna go, yeah. I'm Do you wanna ask- go first? It's not a question. It's, a, it's So the way yeah. you phrase this to me was hot political topics. So I more just yep, like, I have, have, it's, I have a topic. And I it's, okay, in three okay, words, okay, you're gonna tell me your see. thoughts on it, okay? <laughs> Yeah, here we go. Let me know when you're ready. Escalating tensions with Iran. <laughs> Super intense mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. That works. Um, I'll take that. Is that um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Hit me. The impeachment, too. The second impeachment. <laughs> Meaning, like, the second impeachment? <laughs> it's okay, it's a franchise. A franchise. Like, like, okay. I'm not. Okay. Um, your next one is going to be... <laughs> I like because obviously I have no idea anything. I had to like go on a CNN and look up topics. Colin Powell no longer <laughs> considers himself a Republican. You keep me. on dreaming. 
Okay, mine next is uh, 15,000 National Guards are set to be at the inauguration on January 20th. (laughs) It's about time. Okay, okay, okay. Me next, me next. (laughs) Okay. Oh, this is fun. I, I usually come up three, with bitch. more than three. Okay. Um, Keep going. War in Yemen. I am. <laughs> Yemen. How do you say? How do you say that uh, country? Yemen. 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 <laughs> Yemen. No, I'm not. I'm thinking. I'm not a I mean, a great way to play this game is Google Image and like first three words that come to your mind when you Google Image. Absolutely. Horrendous. Colonialism. <laughs> Stuff. Okay. I'm <laughs> okay. Um, phase okay, one of the vaccine rollout in New York State and City. Not, Not going, going well. well. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Wow. Okay, is that the last one you had for me? I you know me. I my favorite part of any like trending topic is the time is like the part when I don't know about it. Like I, like I feel like everything is funnier when I don't get the joke, and then as soon as I find out more, I'm like, oh, now I like get all these other tweets. I'm not really seeing that many voices tweets. about it, but I I I I like to remain sort of ignorant. Yeah, stay in the fantasy of, for sure. Stay in the yeah. fantasy. I got it. It's a way of survival. Yeah, Stay exactly. in the fantasy. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So this it's is very Virgo moon on me. My coping mechanism. So this is my last one. Um, Sex in the city revival. Fran Leibowitz. <laughs> okay. Right on. <laughs> and you guys can <laughs> fill in the blanks by what those three words mean. But I think family. So that concludes that segment. Um, our next segment, I don't think I'm just gonna like spring it on you, and you're just gonna roll with it. Okay, so our next okay, what's it, what's uh, segment actually is from our last episode that was Patreon only. Is when we um name demons in. Oh yeah, we have a re- we have a really fun game. Okay, so we it's guess we need to give this one an official name. The too. Hellmouth. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad difference. <laughs> the Hellmouth. No, no, that's a little too. I know we are. The, the game ultimately involves us. Uh, so the game is we have to name famous people or figures or whatever, um, and we decide whether they're a demon or not. But in deciding they're a demon, Ruby has to compare okay, it so to you, an episode. Well, of you go first. Um. But what's the title of this game so we can have a fun little intro for it beginning now? Or I guess I mean, the Hellmouth is a Buffy reference, and that's why I'm saying it. <laughs> How about we call it the Demon Game? Classic the works. Okay, so here's the <laughs> Get bulldozed by my male counterpart. Okay. Um, the Demon <laughs> Here we go. It's <laughs> I'm going to pick up a celebrity. I'm going to pick up a celebrity with my car. Get it, girl. <laughs> Get for a drive. <laughs> no, I'm in. Um, a celebrity that I want you to think of to tell me if, sorry. Um, did we already no. talk about, did I already ask you about Betsy DeVos last time? Okay, Betsy so DeVos Betsy DeVos is a, is a really interesting demon. 
I believe Betsy DeVos is a demon. Okay. And I think that Betsy DeVos is like, um, okay, so there's like a dark, like the major underlord in Buffy that is like the major vampire. And he like sends out demons uh, to do his bidding, basically. It's like the master. His name is the master. And I think Betsy DeVos works directly with the master. I think Betsy DeVos is. And just, and just to be clear, Ruby's not making, I, I think you're not making a parallel between Trump and the master. No, 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 no. Trump, as I said in the last episode, actually just is similar to the mayor of Sunnydale in season three, where he works for the master too, but he has, he's like a channeler and he can take multiple forms, just like the mayor in season three. Um, Betsy DeVos is actually just like a minion who takes form and gives information and energy to the master and does his bidding. It's di- it's a little bit different because it's not like she can mm-hmm. take multiple forms, whereas I believe Trump takes multiple forms, like the mayor in Sunnydale. But um, Betsy DeVos just is like a demon energy from Buffy at large. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just takes a form of looking like a frazzled orphanage headmaster. Do you know what I mean? Like, she definitely has, like, headmaster of an orphanage vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's sort like, of like... Yeah, she got She broke her hip in hell. And it's this, like, little thing she carries with her from... Uh, Okay, so this is another one for you, though. Um, okay. No, 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 no I can relate it. So part, I but... am so okay, cool. ignorant about YouTube celebs, but I have been going down, like, deep, deep internet holes about YouTube internet celebrities. And I'm obsessed. And they're so bad. But um, I'm obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with how horrific Shane Dawson is. Oh, Shane, Shane is, Shane is, is a, demon. a demon. That's right. Shane is Shane, a demon. Yes. And we should have brought Shane up. Shane Dawson is insane. Dawson and the fact that Jeffree Star did a collaboration with Shane Dawson is truly insane. And Shane Dawson is so much of a demon. Well, it's great. Not, well, that was something that always, like, you know, when I was, like, beginning to learn about all these YouTubers, I didn't understand why Jeffrey had to do a collaboration with Shane. Like, what, how is this going to be good for his, like, how like how is this going to help this palette sell? And Adam had to explain to me that, like, Shane has been a YouTuber, yeah. like, longer than Jeffrey yeah, has. Like, okay. He's, like, an OG YouTuber. Like, he has the, like, this is, like, a big, like, move for Jeffrey. And, like, this will sell out instantly. And Shane does have, I mean, I guess Shane's he was can- been canceled I mean, apparently so, multiple so times many- throughout his like 12 year tenure. Yeah. I think he was, as I recall, he yes, was canceled. And it's like, he hasn't really recently. like posted um, anything since. Yeah. Yeah. He, no, but he's disgusting. Also like, I, I think Adderall mm-hmm. is a very scary drug and um, mm-hmm. makes people a little demonic and he's a he's like a huge Adderall addict. You can like see the way his like the dryness in his mouth when he's uh, on his YouTube shows. Like you can see that like foam at the like corner of his mouth and like his eyes darting. It's disgusting. Um, okay, give me one more. 
Um, hold on, I have a sip of water now that we started talking about dry, frothy Adderall melts. Mmm. That was, like, so good. Okay, Sean Penn. Not a demon. <laughs> Absolutely okay. not a demon. Explain. No, Sean Penn is, like, one demon. of the people in Buffy that are, like, um, oh God, there's this, there's this character in Buffy that's a cheerleader that eventually ends up dating Spike uh, as just, like, she gets into vampires, but she isn't a vampire. She's just, like, a human fan. And I think Sean Penn is definitely, like, desperado to date a vampire, but I do ultimately believe... That mm. he is a human. That's yeah. he's desperate he's so to desperate date a vampire. He's desperate too. to get it out there. That's why he go. That's why he goes on all these like dangerous like trips, and he like tries to like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he's desperate. Like he wants to be, wants to be like to in the. We've all cozied up to a drug a drug kingpin before, <laughs> trying to get close to a vampire. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my god. I know. I know. All the vampires. I don't think all the vampires are in Mexico. Oh, that's such a good title. (laughs) You do the math. Okay, so. Oh my god, my foot fell asleep. The the problem with these new mics is I'm um, so basically to segue out of that game, I directed. I'm gonna like do a little plug. I directed. I directed um, a series of videos promoting Lou Dallas's. Yeah, promoting Lou Dallas's perfume oil fragrance called Claudia that is named after uh, Kirsten Dunst's character in Interview with a Vampire. And I did a little series of videos that's being released this week. I released a few today. Now I'm an ad like exec. An ad exec <laughs> so you switched careers. So you went off your meds. You switched <laughs> careers. I work you on work, Madison. You work and, on Madison. Um, it is involving. It's a, involving oh, vampires. It's a vampire uh, series. And for all, yeah, for all of you vampire heads, it's not explicit. You don't see any fangs. However, um, most of my characters that I directed in these films that I directed and Leah, Victoria Hennessy edited and scored and wrote some of it. She did. It was definitely a collab. um, And it was shot... Uh, anyway, but um, there's you guys have got to check these out, yeah. And um, all of the characters in the videos are hiding from the sun, and they are burning. They're like they're smoking, like their their coats are smoking when they're outside, which is also a vampire reference, and it's heavily featured in Buffy. Is when any vampire is having to go out in the sun, they drape coats over them and run as fast as they can through the sun because they will be killed by literally the sun girl. Um, so how did you do that? Was all in, that was all in post. It was the jacket. brilliant post-production okay. of Leah you, I, I honestly think you could have done something. I, yes, but I was hired very that. last minute. <laughs> I no, was, you know, I was hired. I just really <laughs> believe in you and that's all, Ruby. I just, that's all. That's all. I just, I just it's I only because 
I just didn't um so yeah check out those um, videos um it's a fragrance it's an amazing fragrance? fragrance um it's it technically like? um I'll tell me about the note. There is some for on me. It's technically a patchouli, but it (laughs) but it also has gardenia in it. And on my skin, since it's an oil, it lasts very long on my skin, and it's an unbelievable fragrance. It's very cheap. I recommend everybody buying it. I wouldn't even. It's like forty nine dollars. How much is that? It's unbelievable. For what's give me a what's the what's the the milliliterage is. Five milliliters, but it's a but it's an oil, so you don't spray it, and you, it's actually very cost effective. Um, so this is the literature on Claudia. Claudia is a perfume oil in collaboration with YRD uh, and Zaf Lab, loosely inspired by fictional vamp Claudia from Interview with a Vampire and the notion of old blood in a young body. Op- Apoponax, don't know what that is, smoke tree and black agar root are the scent in archaic sentiment while blood orange gardenia and tuberose add a layer of sugar-covered petals. Everything is set on an animalic edge in thrall to unstated unsatiated desire okay love that fucking call us the perfume yeah literally i guess so hong kong um but i do recommend claudia i wear it all the time and i get actual truly i get truly i'm not this is just like an endorsement but it's a non-endorsement but it's like i get so many comps it really does wonders on my body chemistry i am secretly a fragrance salute and i do actually recommend claudia it's and also what you can do with fragrance oils is it it oils so effectively cover up scents that you can even like i hate my deodorant smell but it works for me and then i like roll some claudia over it too to like you know what I mean? Like you can like do some cool yeah, stuff. You can layer. You can, you layer, can layer with an oil. Yeah, that's, that's, and it's people, you can layer with, with perfumes and colognes as well. But I like layering with oils better. It's they true. Like, they, it's true. Know. And it's like oils get a really bad rep. They're not. I cheap. also do prefer oils over. Um, I know, but you don't get the bottle. It's like it's it. There is like there is like a sort of a glamorous, like event of having an alcoholic based perfume that that have a fume it lasts in the air it's like you have like this initial 30 minute like cloud around it you can start a fire with it and exactly which you don't have with an oil but an oil is like actually for the people of the city rolling around town um and it's a really cute vial and you can just pop it in a purse and i did some work for it and I'm going to endorse. Well, I'm really proud of you. Thank um, you. I love when you I love when you get behind the camera. <laughs> and I can't wait to see um I can't wait to see it and smell. Thank you it. so much. And um yeah, that we're clocking in on an hour, so I think that's enough for all of you. And all I have to say you are dismissed. You are dismissed. <laughs> have fun. And thank you so much for joining so us. Much. We will um we will see you Love guys you. soon. Ciao. Ciao.